we are often naked together in the mornings. That's true. Via selfie. Andy and I take our ugly selfies in the morning and send them to each other uh, very often. So, um, <laughs> oh, Harry, have I got the genitals for you? If you've got an itch, Andy Vargo will scratch it. <laughs>
We've both mm -hmm. been there this week. Well, we've been there. Been and there, yeah. I actually got to get on stage. You did, and that was fun. It was a open mic Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. You got uh, a very coveted spot in that, and I put my name in the bucket. I didn't get in, but it was fun watching you. So tell me what you thought. What you thought about it? I thought it was fun. You know, uh, it's it's fun getting on a new stage just any time. But the way that 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 room is just laid out to get get you set up and pumped up to be in comedy. So it was it was fun having the you know being introduced with music, having the the round stage is a different kind of feel. You can mm -hmm. really work the whole room. So there were some aspects that were a little different that I, that I actually found myself needing to get a little bit used to, but mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. I, I can't wait to do some more there. Yeah, I think it's a really good room. I like that room a lot. I like things that Nate is doing. I went last night because it was the first night of the funniest um, MF out there. Was the first night. Uh, apparently, there was like a hundred. I forget if you said 125 or 150 people that applied for it, and only 50 got in. Oh wow! So it was the first heat of 10. Okay. And he had said that three were going to get through, but he's change that now three get through and then he does a choice of like whoever else he feels like maybe if he feels someone got overlooked or maybe something went a little awry during their set that wasn't their fault and he okay. thinks that they deserve a chance he's throwing a fourth person in there so nice. yeah so it was cool um so congratulations to Naren van even though nate calls him Naren vaughn every time <laughs> I think that happens a lot with his name. Oh, yeah. And uh, who else did I say got in? That um, Bo Blast got in. Bo Blast, yeah, that's what I want. I want to talk about Bo. He's Bo the Blast. one to beat. Which he, he, I, I, he was there on Tuesday when I was there, but he didn't go on stage. But the week before, he did, and he is hilarious. He really knows how to work the room. Right, he does. A, he has his own room that he does. I went to one of his shows at. Glorious. It goes also by another name. Here's the thing about Bo Blast: is Bo Blast, you cannot match him for energy and stage presence. He danced his way up to the stage through the audience, and probably the whole first minute was just him claiming that stage as his own. And it's really made me rethink or think about my style. Like, hmm. I got to bring some more energy. So I really think Bo, boy, he's the one to beat because not only does he have the talent, but he has tons of fans. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. he's got tons of friends, tons of fans. He's been around, people know him, and he's charming. He's handsome. He smells good. I mean, I don't have a bad word to say about him. I got to let the dog out over here real quick. All right. I, I don't know if that's code for something, but she's oh, got a lot. I thought the dog was there trying to get out. <laughs> and there's no dog over there. So maybe I heard a dog on the other side. What in the hell is wrong with me? Yeah, so <laughs> so there's that. So that was um, fun. Mm -hmm. The thing about contests is contests can really mess with you. You know, because there will be times when you swear you were the best one or you did the best or you were in the top three and then you don't get it. Yeah, and then it really, yeah, it does mess with your head because unfortunately, but we end up walking away from that saying, oh, I don't have the value that I thought I had. When in reality, you just might not have connected with the people in that room the same way or the person who won might've brought a lot of fans, which is also part of the business of comedy. So it's not wrong that someone who maybe is less funny wins if they bring a bunch of fans because the clubs want to bring people in that are going to sell tickets that's the whole point so right that's cool. right um but so yeah there's so there's there's all that you know um i'm gonna just really be happy if i make it into the finals i can't wait i've got june 2nd on my calendar i saw that your invite pop up today and i went oh no i hope i don't have something booked that day i already have things going on that week and i was like oh wait no that's just this this the event I already have down. So yeah. I've already, I've already started doing some prep. In preparation really? today, I went into the bathroom and decided to try the booby tape. 
to see if I could tape my boobs up so that I could wear whatever I want and not have to really worry about the bra. But apparently, I think it's going to take more than two hands. I think I need a lot of people to help me hoist them and then hold them and then tape. I don't think it's going to work personally. Or I need like a, you know, like a drag queen who's fat, knows how to do that kind of stuff. Or like someone from burlesque that has dealt with big, you know, like I need some experienced person to help me. So yeah, call in a that, professional. Yeah, so that didn't work, but um, you can always YouTube it. I don't know if what happens if you YouTube it, but okay. I did, I did. I watched like three different ones, but you know, even like what they call a big-breasted model or whatever is like, you know, doesn't is not having to pick hers up. Oh, right. The tape them. They don't understand the scale of what you have going on up front. Well, and the well, the reach. <laughs> <laughs> the reach of the floor. So anyway, so the contest is going on at Nate Jackson's Super Funny Comedy Club every Wednesday night. So there's um, how many weeks of there's there five weeks of there's yeah, five heats because there's 50 people. Yeah, so I'm uh, June 2nd, and then the last one is June 9th. And then after that, then it's like becoming the semifinals, et cetera. That's so it's uh, some good comedy. So I would highly suggest going to that. The other thing I wanted to talk about, what? I said do it. Oh, um, was the psychedelic show that I did. Oh, yeah. How was that? That sounded like a lot of fun. So psychedelic show. Let me tell you guys about that. There's a guy um, from Vegas named Tom Baum. And uh, he's the bomb, of course. But uh, I was Facebook friends with him, hadn't actually met him. And he was coming up. But he does a psychedelic show where the comedians are tripping on psychedelic. Could be LSD, could be mushrooms. And I don't, I don't do that stuff. So I, he asked me to be on it and I'm like, mm, no, can't, no can do. I said, but if you need like a, a middle person to just come out and tell some jokes while you're doing drugs or whatever, I don't know how it works, you know. While you're getting, while you're tripping. Yeah. So, but he had me come out and do the cold open and nice. we were at a place called Lo-Fi Performance Gallery on East Lake in Seattle. I never knew where East Lake was, but now I do. Like, oh, okay. It's just east of the lake. Uh-huh. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, just a really interesting space. I was a little uncomfortable when I first went in there because it was new to me and everything. But everyone that came in there just had the best, most positive energy. Like, all the audience members were just mm -hmm. friendly and supportive. Um, nice. On the show uh, was Dante Barnett, Suit Man from Suitman Productions, mm -hmm. who uh, was also in the contest last night. And uh, there was a a woman named Jackie Pearl from Vegas, who has been on my heavy petting show, and I knew her from Zoom comedy. So, and she was hilarious. And Levi Manis was there. Yeah, he's always funny. Um, headlining. Yeah, so it was a really good show. I suggest when the psychedelic show comes to your town, um, I don't think you have to be a drug person to enjoy it because I really thought it was a great show. And Tom Baum's got some great energy. And so, yeah, so look for that. It's spelled, you know, psychedelic, but show is spelled like, I think P-S-Y-H-O or, oh, that's not right. E it like looks weird. So anyway, it's tripping. <laughs> yeah, either that or I just can't spell. So you're not a serious tripping. Yeah, you really don't have pants on, do you? Sorry, I forgot what I was doing. I started to cross my leg for a second. It's just like your leg. I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking maybe nobody would notice. But thank you for is he wearing beige <laughs> leggings? <laughs> <laughs> I do have shorts on though. I'm, oh, good. <laughs> just business on tap, top casual on the bottom. That's all. <laughs> uh, I don't care. Um, 
We are going to Vegas. Yes, coming we are. Up soon. That's so going to be fun, the 28th. I might pose a Vegas question later about maybe what we could do for my birthday. Get All some right. recommendations. Um, but I do have the gay question for the day. Last oh, week, do. last week we did is how is Andy really gay? It was a whole game show. But today I just thought I'm just gonna ask one little question. Um, it's kind of like gay trivia and just see if you know who I'm talking about. All right, Anderson so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some clues and I'm gonna see if you can come up with the person. Okay, Anderson Cooper. No. This person is a woman. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> she is a Broadway star. She's okay, also won, I think she's won an Emmy. She's won a Tony, maybe more than one. Barbara Streisand. She is no she is known as not only a gay icon, but a very outspoken. Uh, very outspoken against people eating or being on their phone in the theater and very outspoken about being anti-Donald Trump. Um, See, this is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm talking about. What are you talking you about? Got, you should have gotten this uh, about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. I don't know. Um Well, no, well, a gay, I, I guess like the only gay icon person I could think of like that's a singer would be like maybe um, like Liza Minnelli or something. Okay. Is that her? She's, no. She's Broadway, isn't she? I am, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get, okay. give you so, one, another, I don't know, this, this clue probably won't do anything for you, but um, she was also on a TV show. Oh, Reba. <laughs> now, I'm not, um, first of all, I'm not saying that this person is gay. I'm just saying this person is like a gay icon, right? Oh, well, I wasn't saying Reba was gay. I don't know. Um, no, I, it's not Reba. She was on a show called Life Goes On, which was about a young man with Down syndrome and his family. She played the mom. Okay. I know you know this. I know you know that song. Yeah, I, yeah, I just posted on Facebook mm -hmm. yesterday, but I don't know. I don't know. All show. right, all right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna screen share a picture of her. Okay. And now you know the things that you need to know about her. Okay. Patty Lapone. Oh, I don't recognize her, but not at all, really. Okay. Sorry, Patty. Patty Lapone. Patty Lapone, L-U-P-O-N-E. Okay, I'll look her up later. Fantastic. All right. I guess I failed the gay quiz today. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have y'all gate up in no time. I'm sure there's some Seattle gay watching this every week that's just so angry at me about this <laughs> right now. Probably. Haven't, haven't they told you before that you're not gay enough? Yeah. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. 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 But, um, you know, that's life. But um, <laughs> you picked a very obscure gay icon there, it seems like. I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard of them. Okay. Well, uh, we have some people watching. Awesome. And... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today and being part of our show. So what are we going to scrutinize today, Sherry? Well, we are going to scrutinize some things. Um, I, we need to go over Real Housewives of New York. Okay. We're going to, we're going to introduce you to one of the characters. We're okay. going to talk about Real Housewives taglines. Okay. And then we have random topics that some of our viewers sent that they would like us to talk about. So All right. after Sweet. we do our little Real House, oh, we're going to also talk about the circle real quick. Yes, the circle. So, which I watched um the circle. I actually watched the trailer for. So I feel okay. like I got caught up. You got caught up from the trailer. Okay, so I can see somebody moving over here. Let's cover that up. Um, sorry, I keep my prisoners. 
Uh-huh. All right, so spoiler alert. If you have not watched The Circle, I may give away who won. So, so if you're planning on watching it, like if you aren't watching la, it, la, like la, la. Okay. and I'll make a circle. No, I can't do that because I think that's got some kind of symbol. I was going to say, I'll do a circle when we're done talking about The Circle so you can listen again. Okay. okay. So you know how I told you in The Circle, they have people that are real people and then they have people that are catfishes yeah and the one guy's catfishing as his girlfriend i saw on the trailer there's one girl that's catfishing as her boyfriend as her husband okay maybe i saw wrong. well there's a guy that's catfishing there's a guy that was catfishing as a woman that he knew there was someone catfishing as lance bass and somebody and somebody catfishing as um, just like a young gay man. Yeah. And then, okay. then two of them got kicked out and they came back together and catfished as an old psychic Santa, which oh, sounds, sounds ridiculous, but it was interesting. But anyway. So are, any of them actually re but are any of them real? Like, yeah, so, then the, so that was like, they're pretty much kind of like half and half, half for real, half for catfishes. Okay. Um, but I'll just say that one of the catfishes won. Okay. Okay. Now I I watch my TV in bed, like on my tablet a lot. Mm -hmm. And so like Dave sometimes comes up behind me and watches over my shoulder. Which I'm you know. sure you. Yeah. Watches over my no he comes and watches over my shoulder and then he started going. But sometimes I like fall asleep. Okay. All the time I fall asleep. Like I have like, I'm all practically narcoleptic. You know, it's like I fall asleep super fast. So mm -hmm. then he's stuck hearing my tablet going. So he already knows like who's won stuff or right. something in it. And he says, I'm really mad about this because it was one of the catfishes that won. And he doesn't think that you should get rewarded for being a fake phony liar. Well, has he not watched De De The Housewives of New York? Yeah, he hates it. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're not. Well, anyway, I think it's different when you're playing a game. And one of the rules is that you can be a catfish. Yeah. I, I, I think that when you, when you go into a game like that and everyone on the game knows that's a possibility, that's a little different. Although it does kind of, I can see some some frustrations where it does kind of um, promote that type of activity in real life. So I can see that that being not really that great. And, and unfortunately, it does kind of reinforce the reason why people do it in real life. And that's really what game shows are, right? It's like, hey, this is what people are rewarding in real life. So that's why people are winning on the game show with catfishing because when you're catfishing, you uh, you actually are way more confident and you present more confident even in your conversation because you are wearing that mask with somebody else. And so you don't have to answer to any of your own insecurities. And so you probably present the best side of your personality even though it's through a false filter. Whereas if we had the confidence that we had when we weren't catfishing because we said, okay, I know I look good. I feel good about how I look. So I'm going to step into this conversation and be as real as I can. Then people have the chance to really endear themselves to you, but we don't do that because we have all those insecurities in our head. So I think I, I could see it makes total sense on why a catfish would win. But see, I, I, it's funny that you didn't mention the thing that jumps to my mind immediately is that you're building relationships with these people, albeit in a game. Right. And people start to like get, feelings not necessarily romantic but feelings for each other and you're lying like i personally couldn't do that i don't think i guess but then i i would probably I, I just don't think i could do that i'm really like honesty is like one of my big things like mm -hmm. sometimes i'm maybe too honest but i, I don't usually like fudge the truth so i yeah. have difficulty with that yeah, I I can see what you mean. I guess I mean I have I have a friend that 
I've kind of catfished and I just let her think we're really good friends. We even started a podcast together called Scrutiny. And so. (laughs) (laughs) We even went out the other night together. I've been pretending I'm gay all along just so I don't have to have sex with her. Right. It makes things safer. No, but I get what you mean, though, because I think it because it's hard because it's a game show, but it's also you're investing so much of your life and your time and you're going to develop relationships. So there's that line of where do you, you know, if you, if you go on a game show and you're on Jeopardy of Real Fortune for a half an hour episode, you're not crossing that line with people. You can be as fake as you want. But when you're on a show that goes several months and you're having interactions, and the point of the conversation, the point of the game show is to have to develop relationships, then that is kind of a different level. So like, that mm. does make sense. I, I can't do that myself, honestly. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know, but it's a game show. But anyway, so it was uh, here's the spoiler alert who won? It was the woman that was posing as her husband. Okay. So I think part of that was because um, it was she was actually channeling like someone that she actually really loves and cares for mm-hmm. and was trying to do things like as he would do them, you know. So yeah. I think maybe, I don't know, but yeah, it still didn't set right with me. It got to the point where I was hoping that the annoying chick with the British accent was going to win and I'm like what what has happened to me <laughs> you were like concerned about what you wanted to happen because well I think she no it's just she was annoying but I ended up wanting her to win because she was one of the few that was her authentic self you know oh, gotcha yeah that makes sense sometimes yeah we can go from moving from a place to where people drive us crazy to into like getting to a spot where we actually like them or are rooting for them because we see their authenticity. And then we say, ah, oh, this stuff did drive me crazy. However, I actually now see why they're that way. And I can look past. Well, and you know me, I mean, I'm kind of judgmental. I kind of swing that way a little bit. So uh, let's judge. Let's judge. It's something that I, I was going to say, I try to work on, it's not, I really don't try to work on it. I do feel guilty about it though. So. Well, I'm kind of a good person, right? I, I have a, so I have a, um, I have this back and forth thoughts that I have on, on being judgmental because I feel like, you know, we tell people you shouldn't be judgmental and you shouldn't, uh, you know, you should accept everybody and everything, but at the same time, using our judgment and being judgmental in a way that keeps us safe and protected and keeps the right people in our circle is an important character trait. And I think the difference is if you are being judgmental in a way where you're looking down on other people and really putting them down for their differences, that's where it's a problem. But I, I think sometimes we forget that it is important to, to judge whether or not someone is acceptable and going to help build us up or, or not. And so I don't think being judgmental is as bad as as it gets a rap for. That, that, there, there's truth to that. And see, this is why I love to hang out with Andy because he makes he takes the rotten things about me and makes me not feel so bad about them. A lot of my like judgmentalness has to do with comedy. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very like, if I think someone's funny, they're funny. And if they're not, they're not. And I'm kind of really black and white about it in my thinking and um but you know comedy subjective like right. i've learned i've learned a lot about that working in nate's club because it's a predominantly black room and i'm a predominantly white lady <laughs> and uh there are different things that make a typical black audience and a typical white audience laugh mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I got to be careful how I say things. I don't want to like trounce on it. But I mean, no, so I'm just learning that, okay, just because it's not funny to me doesn't mean it's not funny. Right. I'm not the great judge, but I also think some people think they're fucking funny and they're not. And that really bugs me sometimes because they're getting booked. And it's like, why are they getting booked when they're not funny? Right. 
And sometimes yeah, it's because they're new and they're, I'll shut up in a minute and then you can talk, sorry. It's because they're new and they're delusional and I don't want to encourage them because I don't, I don't think they're ever going to get it. Mm -hmm. Okay, go no, ahead. I, no, I agree. And, and I, I think that one of the biggest disservices is when people are booking people in whatever their career is, when they're getting feedback that's telling them they're better than they really are, because unfortunately it doesn't help them develop their skill. And so if someone's getting promoted before they're ready for it, if they're getting booked on shows, if, if those things are happening at a rate that is out of line with their actual skill set or their talent, then they're going to peak very quickly. And then they're never going to understand why they never got past a certain point. Um, I've had to be, I've had to open up my mind since I started doing comedy to what I thought was funny as well, because I used to there were certain things where I was like, I don't think that person's funny, but I would look around the room and other people are laughing and I would realize, okay, they're just not funny to me. So I'm, you know, I, and I've learned to kind of pay attention to that now because there are people that just aren't funny that think they are, that get on stage and rant and never actually get to a punchline. And that's much different than people who get to a punchline that I may choose not to laugh at, but three people at the table next to me are, then I can say, you know what? might not be my type of comedy, but I can see how they are getting booked or how they deserve to get booked right. because there's an audience for them. Um, just as much as other, some people might not laugh at some of my jokes. And right. um, so. Last night, somebody was sitting next to me and I was going to talk to you about this before the show. So uh, I'm not going to mention any names because I don't, I, he probably wouldn't care. But he said to me, he asked me like, about the open mic the night before. How did so-and-so do and how did so and so? And I just, I just said what I thought, because mm. usually I, I do that. And then um, he said, you know, I think you and I are some of the most honest people out here. Like, we'll just say whether we think someone's funny or not. And so he said, if, I, if you ever think that like my set is bad or that I did something wrong, will you please tell me? So, mm. I mean, he appreciated my judgmentalness yeah well, um and and that's one thing i was i was I thinking really, i really do have to let the dog out okay well i'll go on this little rant then while you do that but i was thinking about that too with with comedy and and whether it's comedy or another business too it's the same thing if you're hiring people for a talent that people are coming to your business to see and then you're hiring people who, who aren't very good people are going to stop coming to your business and whether it's, you know, you're, you're giving your job a friend in construction because uh, he needs a job, but he's really not good at <clears throat> getting the board straight. Well, you're going to stop getting good referrals for construction. Or if, if you're putting on a comedy show and you're putting people on because they're cute or they're friends with somebody or they're dating somebody or whatever the reason is, but they're really not that funny. Well, people are going to stop paying to come to your club or your, your bar for a comedy show because they're going to be like, well, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Right. But we all have room to grow. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, a couple ideas that I want to also talk to you. There's stuff I want to talk to about, talk to you about off camera. But anyway, I okay. So we're, so I, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. Yes. I introduce a character. I just was getting ready to do this. And then I realized, oh shit, I never watched the episode this week because I haven't been home. Oh. Well, I, I have not seen any a, of the episodes, so you can get I me. I got a chance to watch it really quick before, thank God for uh, DVR and no commercials. Right. So I'm just going to introduce you to a character today. Okay, and we met the whole crew last week, and I should have taken notes, but I did not. I know. Because that's how much but that's I okay, because we're just going to go one at a time, and we're going to go real easy. That okay. way, people can maybe start watching it with me. I was on a call with a gal this last week and she told me that she has been told that she sounds a lot like and looks similar to one of the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, which so one? Still, yeah. or, I'm sorry, not Beverly Hills, of Atlanta. Oh, and, them then. Oh. And that um, like to the point where she'd be in a store and people are like looking around the corner going, is that her? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna show you Ramona Singer. Okay, oh yeah, I remember that name. This is Ramona. Um, Ramona's been around, I don't know, maybe the longest or close to the longest on this of the New York Housewives. She's 
older than me. She's in her 60s somewhere. I don't know. But she looks damn good. Mm -hmm. She's had a little bit of work done. Um, Ramona is a character, let's just say. Now, is she the drinking one? Uh, she drinks, but no, she's not one of the ones I mentioned. Okay. Uh, she, uh, she's kind of judgmental. She uh, puts her foot in her mouth a lot and says uh, stupid things to people and then always has to apologize, at the, apologize for it. Okay. And um, she says dumb stuff like she hired someone to help her with this party that in this episode, they were having a burning man party out in the Hamptons. And she okay. hired some woman to help her with the food and stuff like that. And she said, called her by the wrong name. And then she said, oh, I always, I always confuse the help. Oh. One nice. of the guests is like, she really called them the help. You know, she says stuff like that. Yeah. She's that not that likable, really, at okay. all. Yeah, okay, fun. And she's kind of the... So there used to be this thing about her uh, having crazy eyes, as you can see in this photo right here. Okay. Can you tell that she looks crazy right there? Sure, no. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see it. It's just small on my screen because I'm on my phone, so. Okay. Right. So um, Ramona kind of got razzed for that. It seems like she's done something so that now she doesn't have crazy eyes anymore. It's kind of weird. I'm going to stop sharing. But Ramona, uh, she and Sonia have always been best besties. Okay. You know, Sonia Morgan, the lady that's standing back there that you can't see right now. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're funny with that one. Okay, yeah. that's the crazy drinking one. Yeah, so they've been best friends, and uh, they kind of have their ups and downs and everything. So we were at Ramona's uh, house in the Hamptons, and they're having a girls' weekend. It just started. They, uh, yeah, so there was really nothing to report that happened. But I wanted to talk to you about Real Housewives taglines. You know what okay. that is? Is this the is this the party though? You said last week that they were showing clips of the party and it was like they were being all fake and then all of a sudden they were at the party saying they hate each other. Yeah, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, but that's they showed this. us a preview. So with this part of the party, they were all just getting there. They were eating okay. and they were swimming. They were all okay. getting along. So they're drawing the party out over a couple episodes. Yeah. So like probably next week's when the fireworks are gonna happen. Um, but each of the housewives on each of the enterprises has a tagline. So in the okay. beginning for the intro of the show, whatever, they all wear like the same color dress, but just mm -hmm. in different styles. So like one okay. season, they're all in white or whatever, and they come out and they all say their tagline. So I'm going to tell you over the seasons what Ramona's taglines have been. And then okay. have, I'm going to have homework for you that by next week, you and I are going to have to have our own tagline. Okay, okay, so so does she change her tagline every season? Um, I think there was a couple seasons where they stayed the same, but I think now it's like the thing is that they change it every season. Okay. Okay, so let me find the taglines. Ramona Singer's tagline. So the very first season, oh, seasons one through three, she said, I like making my own money. I find that an aphrodisiac. Fun. Okay. Okay. So that, was, that was her tagline. So when they introduced her character every week, she would come out and then say that. All right. So then in season six, her um, tagline was, get, get the Pinot ready because it's turtle time. And turtle time is what she calls like when she's getting drunk or whatever. I don't know where that came from. Is that anything you've ever heard of, turtle time? Uh, no, I all I could think of is that the turtles just got a turtle head poking. I thought that was a weird thing to go to. I don't, I don't know where one. that came from. So, okay. Um, uh, season five, her tagline was, I'm not afraid to say what everyone else is thinking. Okay. Now you know that people are that are rude always say that. Well, I'm just saying what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. It's like, no, you aren't, bitch. You don't even know what I'm thinking. 
All right. In season eight, her tagline was, like a fine wine, I just get better with time. Okay, so she's accepting her age. Well, I, I, I guess. I don't know that that's really true. In season four, her tagline was, if people can't handle the truth, it's really not my problem. That goes in line with her other comment. In season seven, her tagline was, I know I'm a piece of work, but now I'm a work in progress. Interesting. Okay. In season 10, apparently. In season 10, age is an issue of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Okay. And is she season, the oldest of the housewives? Um, I think maybe she and Luann are close to the same age. Okay. But, but probably in this enterprise, she probably is. I don't know. It's hard to tell. They're all plastic, you know. Yeah. Um, and season nine, this is the last one. Her tagline was, I'm an acquired taste. If you don't like me, acquire some taste. <laughs> okay. All right. So a lot of times when people go on Andy Cohen's show, uh, one of the questions that gets asked is what would be your real housewife's tagline? And I don't, I don't want to come up with something on the spur of the moment. So uh, that's our homework for next week. When we come back, we're going to have our own tagline. You and I. Okay. All right. I I'll come up with something. I'm not putting my Desperate Housewives tagline on my dating profile, so I'm just saying that's where I draw okay, the line. Okay, well, if, if you were no, a little I'm bit gayer, you would be excited about this assignment. Okay. Well, I don't want to give the false impression that I watched the show. Well, you don't have to say, this is Andy from Real Housewives. It's just like, I'm Andy Vargo, and... All right. Well, I'm using on my awkward is too easy. There. Well, but not necessarily. Okay. I mean, because that would that's normally my tagline is you know on your right. awkward. But I'll don't just say do own your awkward. Make it a like. Your bus is here. <laughs> yes. The way okay. you said that was like. <laughs> All right. Okay. Can I just tell everyone what we did the other night after the open mic where we ate dinner? Oh my gosh, why I have an extra roll today. <laughs> yes. I feel so fat. I've been dinner. really fat this week. So I almost said it earlier, but I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to give it away, but I don't care. Go for it. Yeah. So we went to the open mic. We it was Taco Tuesday. We had tacos. And then as soon as <laughs> in our defense, they are very small tacos. <laughs> That's true. Then when it was over, we went to IHOP and ate another meal. Yeah, pancakes and bacon and eggs and hash browns for me. I had crepes, <laughs> strawberry crepes. They were delicious. I felt like a hobbit. Haven't you ever heard of second dinners? What? <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I, you don't I get don't my know. hobbit references? No. I, I won't get to you. Housewives. You won't get my hobbit. I know. The hobbits eat meal after they have like breakfast and second breakfast and then lunch and second lunch and then dinner and then late dinner and so anyway there's a line in the movie yeah. where he's like what about second breakfast like i don't think he's heard of second anyway i know but the thing is is that we both told ourselves this week we're getting ready to go to vegas and we need to like lose a little bit of weight before we go right. so we could look good i'm and just gonna borrow some of your booby tape there we go yeah um i just won't be able to Go to the pool. I'll take my shirt off. And I'll just be tape everywhere. Well, well, they've been bringing me treats every day at work, and I I have a problem. I cannot turn down free treats. Like here's a free treat. Oh no, thanks. That 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 doesn't happen. All right, you ready for some random topics that uh, viewers have given us? Yes. Oh, we just got a thumbs up. I think somebody was agreeing that they also can't give up free treats. Uh, I, I'm not good with giving up free treats. Yeah. All right. So, you hear about the tiger, the tiger thing? Is this the Tiger King? No. There's like okay. a tiger that's missing. No. And some guy that's a murderer. So, I, I've only watched the story a little bit. Okay. So, there's a... I, this I'm is just in like the news right now. 
And is this like in a city area where the tiger is missing or like? Yeah, so they noticed that I guess this guy had a tiger at his house. And the tiger was just like lounging out in the front lawn and people like were driving by and noticing there's a tiger at this house. Oh, wow. Yeah. So one of the the neighbors that uh, is also like, I don't know if he was a retired police officer or off duty, I forget. Uh, came over like with a gun well and then the guy that was there with the tiger is apparently like uh on bond for murder right now oh no and so he when he saw this guy come out there with the gun or whatever took the tiger put it in his suv and drove off with it so then then it was like having the tiger was a misdemeanor but running from the cops, especially like when you're uh, already in the midst of another criminal thing, that's like a felony. Well, so like they found the guy, but they haven't found the tiger. The tiger's missing. Wait, okay, so they caught the guy, but the tiger is just somewhere out there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming he stashed it with somebody, you know, and I'm thinking... Like, I don't know the story well enough, but I'm thinking, like, um, if you have a guy there, a cop there with a gun, how do you get a tiger into a car and down the street and just get away? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I Well, and that's saying, well, if the guy was by, if the cop was by himself and just going over as a neighbor, he wouldn't have had necessarily backup, you know, and, and. Yeah. He may have had his gun with him, but he wasn't necessarily pulling it out to shoot the guy. Yeah, well. Um, so there's that. He may because a lot of times he could be when you're off duty stepping in from a. I have my gun for self defense, but I'm not gonna. You know, I don't know. Right. But well, I, I guess what it made me really think about is people like you know a lot of people. I don't. I don't. I don't know that you did. I don't think you did watch Tiger King, did you? I did not watch Tiger King. No. Okay. Well. People that have exotic animals as pets, you know, Mm -hmm. like dangerous animals like tigers and stuff like that. Like, what do you think that says about them as a person? Like, why do you think someone would do that? Choose to have an exotic animal? Yeah, like one that you're not supposed to have. Well, I think, um, especially if it's one you're not supposed to have, I think, to me, it's kind of, should, I, I look at people like that and I just feel like they're just trying to either prove how tough they are or prove that they're not going to be controlled and conform. And so, you know, people express that in different ways. For some people, they do wild haircuts. For some people, they, they present themselves in a way that they know is going to make people take a second look in a way that kind of challenges people to, you know, what are you going to, what are you going to say about the way I'm dressed or the way I look? Oh my God, guess what? We're not recording. Oh, well. We, we can save it from the live. So we'll be able to capture it from the live. Okay, right? yeah. So um, so some people are like coming up to society in that way that says, you know, I dare you to whatever it is. And so when it comes to, um, you know, things that are illegal or that push the limits, like an exotic animal, I think that that's people who haven't gotten the satisfaction they needed from, the first level, which is like dress and, and the way you act in society. So it's like, okay, if I didn't get enough reaction from that, or if people have accepted that, well, now I need to do something even more to do that. And then there are just people who just want to do any kind of challenge that they can in any way. Well, you know what I think part of it is, I don't know, is that like, okay, if I go to a zoo or something, mm-hmm. and this is probably just going to tell everyone how crazy I am, but Say I'm looking at an animal, say it's a tiger, I don't know, it could be whatever. And the tiger's looking back at me. Like there's part of me that has this like, oh, I think if I just if I just had a chance, this tiger and I could be friends. I think there's something that's special enough about me that that tiger would like me and would let me pet it. And yeah, I, think, I don't know what that is, but I think there's an element of that there too. Just actually a love of animals and it's like, I'm different. Like I'm different, and the animal wouldn't hurt me. Look at Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, I think it's also what a lot of people say that stay in abusive relationships too. Like, you mm. know, if I, 
if I just, I see this gentle side and I know it's there, <sighs> what can I do to keep bringing that out, you know? And um, Damn it, that is part of my fucked upness. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, and and it's not always necessarily that that bad, but it's kind of like we see this challenge, right? Like we, when you when you come from a really loving place and a loving intent, you want to help people and you want to draw that loving side out of others, and so you see that even in the people who treat you the worst and treat others the worst, you still see the ability to be there, and unfortunately, that sets us up a lot of times to be in dangerous situations. Mm, I see one of our friends uh, just uh, just uh, uh, reacted to that. Nice. And I want to say something to her, but I, I would give it away. So I just want her to know that I just saw that and I know what she's thinking. So we'll talk about it in Vegas, if you know what I'm saying. All uh, right. So <laughs> um, that's really interesting. See, you look at things in a way that I don't, and that is fantastic. It's good to be around people that think differently from you, because mm -hmm. no, the, like I just had like a big that was a big aha, codependent, synonymous moment for me right there. You know, because wow. I did, I had, I have had those relationships. Mm -hmm. like I yeah, had, well, I have too. He doesn't act that way around me, you know, like, oh, he's not going to cheat on me because I'm special, you know, yeah, it's the same thing. That's very interesting. All right, so the tiger story, we don't know where that damn tiger is. And if anybody sees a tiger <laughs> just in the suburban or urban areas, not in a zoo, uh, call the appropriate authorities. Somebody, yeah. And then let um, us know. We'd love to know if you were the one who reported a lost tiger um right the cool. other thing that we were, were going to talk about is uh toilets toilets like yeah like why are we all putting up with just a shitty basic toilet when there are luxury toilets why isn't that the norm why are we even worrying about why are we wasting our time and money with toilet paper when okay. everybody should have a bidet it should so just is that Okay, is that what makes it a luxury toilet? Is that it has a bidet built in? Uh, it could have a heated seat. It could have a bidet. It could have the, you know, like a, you know, there are ones that, like the bidet that I have is just an under the toilet seat, and it sprays cold water. Takes a little getting used to, but it does what it's supposed to do. They have okay. some where you can get warm water. They have some that have like a blow dryer. I think they have some that you could point at your girly parts and have a little fun with um you know like why is that not the norm yeah or you could just get a shorter sink and then you could use warm water well we could also oh carol says in other countries they don't even have seats no see that's just wrong well, like so, they, so so well in some countries they squat over a hole i don't want to do that either but why don't like, isn't it in, like, Japan where they have, like, bidets all the time? Maybe not, because bidet sounds like a French word. I believe it's a French custom. Japan is where, traditionally, there is a hole in the floor, although in much of Japan, they have more Western toilets these days. But the traditional style is to get strong calves and thighs and squat. Yeah, and well, that, that's, making not, learn that's not happening for me, but I think... I, I don't know. I don't think that, you know, we're staying in a penthouse suite um, when we go to Vegas. And I know we have two bathrooms. Yeah, probably a toilet. But I don't I don't think we have a bidet. But when we check in, I'm going to ask if the, if we have a bidet. And if they say no, I'm going to say, oh, God, it's my birthday and I really wanted a bidet. And I'm going to see if we can even upgrade further. We'll see. Okay. I, I will just, I'm going to share something publicly. I have never used a bidet. So um, even in the TP crisis of 2020, I didn't upgrade to that feature. But I also live in a house by myself, so I was able to ration my toilet paper accordingly. Mm -hmm. But, um, but uh, so maybe I'm missing out on like one of you, life's... You, you are. So just imagine a world 
just think of a pressure washer, you know, I mean, you're just out there pressure washing. You can make it as hard or as soft as you want. Sometimes, sometimes you get a hello and it's <laughs> aimed just right and it goes in, but it comes right back out. But most of the time, it's just a gentle washing, spraying, and there's no like toilet paper balls. Like, you know, how that happens sometimes. Okay. You don't have to keep wiping and wiping and wiping and wiping like you have those days. You don't have those. You just hose it off and it gets, you know, did you ever have one of those Play-Doh fun factories when you were a kid? Uh-huh. Where you squeeze the thing through the thing. Yeah. Like if you had the one that was a star, you know, like all the little pieces right. of uh, Play-Doh would still get stuck in there. Right. And then so like if your butthole's like that, like eventually... Those last little bits that you couldn't get with the toilet paper are going to kind of seep out. And you might have like an itchy butt or something. Well, that doesn't happen with the bidet. You just spray it. It gets everything. And then you're fresh as a daisy. Like your butt never gets dirty. So this is a topic someone wanted us to talk about. Well, we're blaming on Kevin Eggleston. He brought, <laughs> up, he brought up luxury toilets. And I just oh. took it to a whole new level. I, um... It's interesting because I, I've always been satisfied with my toilet situation. I've never really thought that there was more, but this is the problem with life too, is that um, we're satisfied with what we have until we see that there's more out there. And then we realize that we're missing out. And then it's, well, now I need the next level. And, well, right. and I think there's a, there is a fine line between, okay, let's raise the standard because that's good to raise the standards for everybody, but let's also be grateful for, having a hole. <laughs> I'm always grateful for having a hole, Andy. <laughs> I, I just really think that to me, this, it's really like, okay, it's like when I was in fifth grade, when I started my period in fifth grade, don't worry, I'm not going to get graphic here. You had to put a pad, they didn't have the sticky stuff on the bottom of pads. You had to wear a belt around your waist that had a clip and you had this long pad and you had to like step into it and clip it in the front and the back. And you had a belt that you had to wear because they hadn't invented the sticky stuff on the back. Now, come on, they had stamps back then. They had to have invented the sticky stuff already, but nobody was smart enough to think oh, we should put that on there so it just sticks on the underwear. It was like a no-brainer, but because people don't care about women, they never thought of that. Okay, well, I just learned that there's sticky stuff on the pads. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad that at least now there are better solutions. Yes, or like pantyhose. Like back in the day, you had to have the whole garter, and which is fine for dress up. But every mm -hmm. time you want to go to church, you had to put on the garter and the stockings and the, all that. And then somebody like finally, not until the 60s or whatever, says, oh, why don't we just make pantyhose so we can just pull them off? Of course, nobody wears this anymore. I'm just saying, sometimes the most obvious thing isn't thought of first. Right. And that is the thing with, uh, with life and, and society is that, you know, an invention gets made and then until somebody actually says we're tired of dealing with it at, in this form then you know when did they first start putting toilet paper on a roll versus just squares or you know it's like um at some point someone says you know what we could make this more efficient and then it takes it to the next level and i think that what you're you're calling for is that toilets need to be taken to the next level right and so for like, not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before, we bought everyone in our family bidet toilet seats. And uh, I don't think anyone has installed theirs yet. So whatever, they just don't know what they're missing. So I no. guess if you're going to buy someone a bidet toilet seat, just get them some kind of installation to go with it too. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about, because somebody brought this up, is um, things that we're too lazy to do. Like sometimes you ever wonder like why are you too lazy to do something that's really not that hard like wipe your butt <laughs> okay <laughs> yes i i i have that like right now I, from where i'm sitting i can see dishes in my sink that i've walked past like four times in a row which seriously will take me five or ten minutes to do but i just don't want to do it 
but is that really is that lazy or is that just you don't want to do it at this point i feel like i'm lazy oh, okay i don't know well i don't know it's, i'm just avoiding it i don't know why okay um you know what i thought of for myself what's that is that and this is interesting because uh, you know, because I have messed up knees and it hurts me to walk. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I hold my pee till I'm like bursting because it hurts. Partly yeah. because it hurts to get mm -hmm. up to walk to the bathroom and partly because I'm lazy. But, but maybe I'm you, lazy because it hurts. But but do you find that I, I don't feel like that's necessarily a lazy decision either. If well, you're avoiding pain. I know, but come on. But. I'm having pain because my bladder is full, too. But this is an interesting thing that I found out. You know how, like, a lot of older people in the summer die in the heat? Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's a thing, like, when it gets really... Yeah. Part of that is because they get dehydrated. And you know why older people get dehydrated often? They that? don't want to drink anything because it hurts to get up and go pee. Oh, wow. That's a really common thing that nobody ever talks about. So yeah, it should be talked about. Yeah. Anyway, laziness. Well, oh, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm laying there trying to decide whether or not it's worth it to get up and go pee or if I should just wet the bed. Because it's like I'm just tired and I want to stay in bed. And I'm just like, I was like, dang, I really have to go to the bathroom. Do you ever have those dreams that you're going and then you realize, oh, I, I'm not yeah. <laughs> You don't think I've had one like that. That's funny. I have the dream where I'm look, looking for a toilet in my dream. Okay. But every toilet, there's like the door won't close and there's a bunch of people looking at me. And I'm like, I can't go here. Mm -hmm. Or, or they're all, every toilet is broken or there's, there's none of it. So, And then when I realize that I'm having that dream, I wake myself up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. Which so, one day, sorry, I'm talking a lot. Go ahead. No, go for it. Please do. Which one day? I just want to say that someday I would like for us to talk about dreaming and um, dream analysis and uh, lucid dreaming. Well, and I think maybe for our next episode, I'd like to talk about um, when is it right to give a stranger your phone number? Ooh. Because I had that scenario come up last weekend and I'm not sure I handled it right. Why do you think you didn't handle it right? Are we? Well, no, I'm just, I, I wonder if I gave it up too soon. Okay. I'm writing so, down what we're going to talk about. So next week, we're going to do taglines. We're going to do taglines. And all of you that are watching, I want you to tell you, uh, you got a week to come up with a tagline for yourself. I would love to hear other people's taglines. So you can either watch it live with us and tell us live. I'm able to see the comments this time. So um, I'll be, I know how to read the comments now. Or you can email us at scrutiny with Sherry and Andre at Andre. Okay, let me say that again. Scrutiny with Sherry and Andy at gmail.com and tell us your taglines or tell us the taglines that you think we should have. And we'll read them on the air next week. Taglines and when you should give up your phone number. And maybe when not to. And I think actually, Andrew, Andrew, why do I keep calling you Andrew? I don't know, but have another one, please. Um, probably because <laughs> I have a son named Andrew, and so I'm used to the D and the R. Um, I think you're just flexing. You just want everyone to know that somebody asked for your number, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> why not? You're a hot babe. I don't Especially know. after you shave off that mustache, it'll be even better. So I did have a mask on when he asked for my number. <laughs> I'm <laughs> You're gonna take it off and he's gonna go, ah! no. Well no, I know you know people have um syndrome now. What does that mean? Ugly under mask. Oh. You see somebody and they, they look really good and then they take their mask off. You're like, that is not how I pictured the other half of your face. But well, look at, look at the other night. Some guy came up and talked to all of us at the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. Da, da, da. And they walked away. We all looked at each other and said, who was that? Like, none of us knew who it was. I still don't. Yeah, I did appreciate your post. 
<laughs> so yeah. all right so i'm sorry that i forgot to record this but yeah we can we'll pull it off the live we'll download good. it and i'll fix it i'll fix it but yeah remind me next time because i'm an idiot apparently i feel bad I, I usually look for that little red dot i didn't i didn't even catch that well i was having technical difficulties today and so i was just technology and i are not getting along today all day it seems but all right so any show ideas that you have taglines you have for us email us we want to hear from you i'm glad yes, you guys were here watching with us today uh, as always andy i love to see you uh, tomorrow night i will be in the audience at tacoma comedy club watching mm -hmm. chad daniels i had uh, someone offer me a ticket and that was very yay funny. so yeah all right excellent love you sherry it's been a pleasure it's always yeah. fun to hang out and share our personal brand of scrutiny. All right. Um, I'll talk to you in a minute after we end this. Bye, everybody.